Welcome to the Rewired Podcast. I am back again today for episode 50 with Coach Chelsea. How are you doing today, Chelsea? I am wonderful. Thanks, Brian. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, and interestingly, that's a, a sort of a canned response as I kind of say that, interestingly, because we were just talking before the podcast. And our topic today is about how we show up in our day-to-day life and maybe expectations around that from ourselves and from others. And that uh, canned response of, I'm doing great, may not actually always be the truth, but it's something I always say. So maybe we'll just kind of start there, Chelsea. So you you had a client, and maybe we can start with that example of how there is an expectation for us to show up fully on in every moment of our lives, every single day. And when we don't bring that particular energy to our work or our life or our families, it can oftentimes um, have us feeling down or beating ourselves up a little bit. So maybe you can use that example of one of your clients and we can kind of go from there. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Um, So yeah, I have a client who had reached out to me and said, you know, I'm sort of struggling with this idea of of showing up every day, like I want to show up every day. And, you know, and so we dove a little bit deeper into it. And I was like, well, you know, what exactly is that? And it turned out what, um, what she was really experiencing in her life is that she wanted to show up every day, but her energy level was different every day. And we realized it was different every day because you eat differently, you sleep differently, you have different requirements physically, emotionally, mentally throughout every single day. And so this cruise control idea of 24 seven, 365 is really kind of a fallacy, but people are kind of really trying to attach themselves to that thinking that that's how we show up in life. And I find what happens is that people very quickly fall out of alignment And it's very difficult for them to do, probably for one of the only reasons that can explain it fully is, are you really showing up for a life that you want to live? Mm. That's a great question uh, for one to ask themselves. And yeah, it's interesting how you differentiate showing up um, because we oftentimes we have to show up, even if our energy is not in the right place. And, you know, i fully believe that um, how we show up is an energy game, but there are factors outside of our mindset and our willingness to want to show up, like you said, sleep or all kinds of different things in terms of what's happening that may not have us be there on the level we wish to be. Um, But yeah, showing up consistently every day versus showing up at what level you think you should be at is two different things entirely. And it's a bit of a trap, I think, because we can get caught in loops of judgment uh, about ourselves, which is very easy to do if we're not aware of that. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And I think that we really catch ourselves kind of in a rut where, you know, we're showing up every day and we just really have this awareness that we're not showing up in a way that feels in alignment with ourselves. And Mm -hmm. that exploration into why it is that we're feeling is sort of the opening of the door to, you know, am I living this life that I'm really super excited about? And so it's it's this circle of awareness that brings you to this. How am I showing up every day? I don't like how I'm showing up every day. And what is it about that that's making it difficult for me? 
And I mean, we have things we have to do every single day. Like you have to cook, you have to clean, you have general responsibilities. But I find today that when people really sit down and start exploring their life, that they are doing things that they don't want to do like 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that comes down to awareness, which we spoke a lot about on our last uh, podcast. So outside of creating greater awareness, which is a process, it's a journey and it takes time, it takes practice. How would you then coach this person in terms of finding some peace on where they're at now? What would be sort of the next step? Um, let's just say they ask themselves the question, you know, where am I at today? There is some awareness, but what would be the next step or even for yourself? How do you manage your own energy when it's not there regardless of how much you want to muster or where you hope to be you're not there on that particular day in that particular moment how do you manage that so um this again as you said was really about creating awareness for myself and i was a person who was not very aware for most of my life and then I realized actually how aware I was because I used to push through it all of the time. And the thing that created awareness for me in my life was becoming aware of where pain points in my life were. And so I'm talking about sometimes emotional pain. Sometimes I'm talking about physical pain. Sometimes I'm talking about spiritual pain. But there are these ideas or these feelings of constriction or resistance that you know you don't want to go somewhere or something's feeling uncomfortable mm -hmm. that you need to start looking deeper into and just developing the idea of curiosity and exploration around it. The thing about today is that we have suppressed things to the point where pain is something that if we feel it, we actually look the other way. Case in mm -hmm. point, um, like Advil's uh, marketing slogan is when pain says you can't, Advil, Advil says you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this ideology of pushing yourself through the fact that maybe you have a pulled hamstring probably says you shouldn't run any longer. Right. But where does this idea of pushing ourselves or showing up anyways or loving this, I can do hard things. Where is this coming from? And what is it, you know, allowing you in your life? And that for a lot of people is where they really start to jump off and get curious about what's no longer looking or feeling really good in their life is, is pain points. Yeah. Um, so that, that's interesting. Um, you know, because you, there are different sort of Different approaches, I think, to that. I mean, we'll take an extreme example. Uh, a David Goggins, for example. Yes. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but yes. you know, there's the guy that you know. Basically, you know, you if your foot falls off when you're running, you pick it up and you hit yourself over the head with it and keep running on the other foot. Kind of uh, philosophy, and he just keeps driving through the pain. Um, and, you know, and there's and there is certain people who are critical of that sort of approach. Um, there is something to be said about discipline. Uh, there is something to be said about mindset, but I don't know <laughs> exactly where the awareness is and all that, as you, as you allude to, right. I think it's, uh, I think you got to kind of strike a balance. I'll just say for myself that it really is my, um, 
certain routines, um, specifically in the morning that I will probably muscle through, um, almost every single day, regardless of how I feel, because over time I've tested many different practices, many different things. And just by getting up and maybe not pushing too hard, um, physically, but always doing my, my breath work and meditation practices, doing my sort of morning rituals always seemed to put me in a better state energetically, regardless of where I was at. So I find it, uh, I think there is a bit of a balance there. What do you think? I a hundred percent agree with you. And it's funny because as I started my self-development journey, uh, I was very drawn to David Goggins. I was very drawn to Tony Robbins, um, and all of that. And the one thing, um, the masculine, very go, go, go energy after a while for me, I understood that my nervous system was responding to that in a way that wasn't making me feel so mm. great. I loved the self-development aspect of it, but that, um, you know, that, that, pounding wasn't feeling good for me. But part of my journey was learning to move myself towards things that felt more in flow and away from things that didn't feel good, which allowed me then to find like Rachel Hollis, which was a different type of self-development that still had the same messaging, but it was delivered in a different way. What that allowed me to do was it allowed me to have like authentic and real conversation with myself. And I would say, Chelsea, are you being lazy or do you actually have a need for rest right now? And it became my responsibility to know what my needs were in the moment. So it was part of my journey and it was all wrapped up into that learning that, and I a hundred percent agree with you. There is a delivery model out there for everybody. And it's your journey to find what works and feels mm. best for you as you're learning to heal and to grow. And, and that's interesting because some people will resonate with Rachel Hollis more than David Goggins, of course. But I think it is important, as you say, to really understand your body and your nervous system and what's working or not working for you. This is not one size fits all. But I think the common denominator is awareness. I think that knowing what works for you and being able to test different things uh, is is hugely important. I mean, for myself, again, I really do gravitate to discomfort, but only when I'm feeling up to it. So using cold exposure, for example, if I had a great night's sleep and I'm feeling solid in the morning, I'm feeling great. I don't care that it's minus 25 in January. I'll go out and do my ice dip in the lake and uh, gain the benefit from that. Yeah, it is. And and as you said, growing that um, sense of discipline with each and every person for themselves and how, how it feels for them, I think is, is really, really important. Part of the idea today of why people are so not in alignment with themselves is that they're allowing external forces to tell them how they should be feeling as opposed to internally understanding that this feels good or this doesn't feel good. Um, I think you and I joked about like, I have like 10 pairs of pants in my closet that my girlfriends told me look good on when we were out shopping. And I knew they didn't feel good for me. And they're still in my closet with the tags on. That's external validation. That was, I knew it didn't feel good for me, but I still went and did it. Now, like where I've shifted myself is to be like, hey, thanks for the feedback, but I'm just not feeling it in these pants. 
And it's that discipline of knowing how you feel and being able to voice that and communicate it for yourself. Um, and that's where I had to grow to. And um, one other point that I love about you and I and our discussions that we have is that we do have such kind of a polarity in how we approach things, yet we do exactly the same thing. And I learned mm. so much from you like that. Yeah, thank you. Same. And so I'm interested, Chelsea, then. Um, so you're, a client talks about showing up and we have this, you know, again, this illusion that we need to be somewhere that we might not be realistic for us gaining that self-awareness really always it comes down to the awareness 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 um and you know and i've mentioned it's mindfulness awareness or synonymous what would you suggest then someone do throughout their day is there a do you stop and and like this maybe where breath work comes in as a as a quick reset maybe a, a quick check-in or a question or is, is there a tip that you could share that people could use throughout the day when they're maybe in a bit of a dip to sort of pivot or at least create a better uh, way of responding to a certain situation that may be challenging? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the things that I think is so important in our journey is first and foremost always is forgiving ourselves. So when we've created an awareness that we're maybe in a situation that doesn't feel good is just forgiving ourselves for getting ourselves there, if that's what feels good in the moment, and just bringing an awareness to that. Secondly, I feel like having a very strong set of core values that are forefront for you, that you're living your life in accordance, really helps with decision making. Like, does this feel good or does this not feel good? If you have core values like transparency, um, honesty, integrity, uh, community, it's easy for you to line yourself up to opportunities or things that are happening and saying this is in accordance with my core values. I find clients who don't have a clear idea of how they want to live have a hard time. Like that's what sort of creates this discord within them that I think I want to be doing this, but it's not feeling good and I don't know why because they haven't really set that clear idea of what do I want my life to be looking like. Mm. Then of course you get yourself into situations where, you know, things are happening and your nervous system is, you know, ringing alarm bells. And as you and I both always turn to then is allowing some space and allowing ourselves to settle into our breath, just to create the awareness and the space and to reset things to figure out how we want to move forward. Yeah, I I completely agree with the forgiveness to ourselves and having a sense of compassion, self-compassion and kindness is something that must be fostered over time because often we are our own worst critics. So being able to at least start with uh, a little bit of a softer approach to the way we think about ourselves and the reactions about ourselves. And, you know, this is, I think it's universal, but I know that there's a lot, certainly a lot of men who have a difficult time with self-compassion. And you know, we think that we're supposed to suck it up and be tough. And that's the way we're kind of grew up in a lot of cases. So, um, so, but, and I love that you go on to talk about values as well and really being aware of the alignment uh, to your actions with those values 
if if I was uh, a coaching client of yours, do you have some sort of uh, practice or exercise to help identify those, or is it just a goal setting exercise, or how would one approach that? Yeah, I mean, I use a lot of like just communication, chatting, talking. Like, how does that feel for you? What did that feel? Where do you feel really good? My one of my fo- most favorite questions I love asking clients, and it is such a great indicator, is what lights you up? What moments in your life do you absolutely feel lit up? Yeah, the other question too is what makes you disappear? Like what moments in your life do you feel like you're invisible? Those are the two that I get a lot of um, people are really able to expand their curiosity with themselves there. Sometimes they don't know what they like and that's okay because again, they've spent so many years being disconnected, but then it's like, you know, do you like flowers? Do you like sunshine? Do you like dogs? And then if once you start them off in those sort of different junctures, then they start going, right? People are afraid of being wrong. Mm. And that's the thing that I know that one of the biggest awarenesses that I have with coaching is that when I ask a question, they're so afraid of being wrong. And I'm like, this is just about who you are, like, and speaking your truth authentically. Yes. And, And that's, that's what I work with my clients to bring out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And journaling leaps to mind there as yeah. well as something to maybe add to that. Just having a practice where you may be asking yourself some questions about you know, what filled me today, what drained me today um, to further get that sort of deeper self-awareness out there in uh, journaling practice really helps as well bring some clarity. It's amazing to me how much of ourselves is hidden in plain sight uh, until we develop that awareness. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, another exercise that I do with clients as well is energy tracking. Like when you're feeling really good, what are you doing in those moments? When you're not feeling good, Mm. what are you doing in those moments? And yeah. noticing how your energy is in your body. Where do you feel it in your body? What does it feel like? Does it have a color? Does it have a temperature? You know, like trying to name it. And again, it's uncomfortable when people start, uh, but that's because we have spent so much time trying to not notice it. As you bring your awareness to it, you realize how you and I talk about this coffee in this, you know, with the sun on your face is one of the most beautiful things that I, I could sit there for mm-hmm. 20 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's amazing, Chelsea. I think there are some great nuggets there, you know, just to summarize and please add to this, you know, I think that we're not supposed to be on all the time. You know, there are certainly practices and discipline to help us make the most of what is, but being kind, compassionate, forgiving ourselves for the moments that we're not on is important. And, you know, some type of practice, um, some type of journaling, some type of way of creating more self-awareness every day and learning more about ourselves and what fills us and what um, what ultimately drains us, really. Would you add anything to that? Yeah, I would. I would add that each and every one of you is absolutely worthy of finding what lights you up, mm. of the moments in life where your energy is just exploding out of you. You are so incredibly worthy of living a life like that. 
Love that. That's beautiful. I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling even better about myself after you said that. So thank you. All right, Chelsea. Well, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, look forward to next time. Sounds great. We'll talk again, Brian. Thanks.